This is the Hidden White Podcast, episode 648 with Sam Alabrando. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive. And I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's feature guest is Sam Alabrando. The topic is emotional intelligence. Sam is an organizational consultant, psychotherapist, author, teacher, workshop facilitator, collaborative meditator, and executive coach. He has worked on the three-dimensional model for nearly 35 years and has taught it to thousands of people. He's currently an assistant professor at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, where he teaches executive coaching. This is the second round with Sam Alabrando, and again, we delve into what is emotional intelligence. Enjoy the show. Hey, Sam, welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast round two. Welcome back. Welcome. Glad to be back. It's uh, good to have you here. I enjoyed our last time, so I'm looking forward to uh, having a conversation with you again. So we're on the uh, power segment this time, and the topic we've chosen to discuss with you is emotional intelligence. So tell us, Sam, what is emotional intelligence? Define that for us. Well, the traditional way of understanding it is having... um, self-control and the ability to control others in a good sense, uh, influence other people, and then having uh, having, uh, self-understanding and understanding other people. That's usually the the two-by-two that uh, Goldman made popular in his book, Emotional Intelligence. Uh, The way I I understand emotional intelligence is I just cut the pie, the three-dimensional pie, a little bit differently, and I, I base it on the, the two ideas in my book that emotional intelligence I see in three dimensions, um, what I call the power dimension, which is personal agency, uh, and the, the uh, heart dimension, which has to do with connecting with other people, and then the, the knowing dimension or the uh, mindfulness dimension, that's the ability to to kind of step back, control ourselves, uh, and know things. And my whole premise is that we're emotionally intelligent when we're firing on all three at the same time. That it's the synergy of all three. I, I liken it to a, uh, a pyramid, uh, or to be more exact, a tetrahedron hmm. for the uh, mathematicians out there. <laughs> Uh, it, it's when you kind of function in all three, 
you hit what I call the psychological or the relational sweet spot okay. where you, you, we're the most dynamic. And we, we all know that if, if, if we ever work with a client or we're talking to our partner or intervening with our kids and we just, we're, we know what's going on. We, we have control of our emotions. We are able to, to say what we really think, but at the same time, we can honor them and respect them and hear what they're saying. And it's all happening at the same time. Then we're in that emotional uh, intelligent spot. We're in that uh, sweet spot, if you may. Okay. So I know we've discussed this um, in our full interview, um, which was some time ago now. So I'll stick the link in the show notes yep. there as well. Sam, what is... Why is this topic of emotional intelligence important to you? Like, what led you into this field of study and um, expertise? I, I grew into it, and I grew into it both uh, as as I as a I'm one of those folks who can't rest in one space. So I, I have a clinical practice here in Los Angeles, uh, but I also do uh, corporate consulting all over the world. Um, I wasn't too far away from you uh, a couple months ago in India. Well, I guess that's still pretty far um, <laughs> <laughs> relative to us. Uh, and then I also do workshops and, and speaking all over the world. And what, so I learned from people as we talk, but then m- probably more than any other place, it's, it's my own development as a person that I realized that like for example when i was first a, a young young therapist i was mr nice guy i i was i i was trying to help my clients i was trying to help them too much i was too understanding i kept poor boundaries with them if they didn't want to end a session then i kept going and i backed people up in the waiting room uh in that case my uh i was way too um what karen horn i calls moving toward too much heart and not enough, not enough power, and not okay. enough, um, not enough uh, knowing. Hmm. Now I color code. I color code them from, as you know, from our last conversation. I give the three primary colors to the three movements or the three dimensions. So red is the power dimension, and blue is the heart dimension, and yellow is the knowing dimension. And I was way out of balance with my blue. And so I had to learn how to set boundaries, which was red, and then I had to sit back and tolerate their pain and not have to fix it. Uh, And so that's how I began to learn how to do this uh, and see how important it was because actually I wasn't being very helpful to them at all. Uh, It was only when I was able to fire on all three that I became uh, a helpful therapist and then later on consultant, et cetera. So when you so, really develop that that higher level of emotional intelligence, it started to well. Well, uh, you can ask my wife whether I have a high level or not, but yeah. Uh, yeah. higher. How about higher? Higher yeah, level yeah. Okay. emotional touch. <laughs> um, but you know, it's as you know, and I don't want to repeat myself from before. That it's based on the the theory of of uh, three different people, three different theorists who are asking different questions, and independent of each other, came up with the same three dimensions. And I realized they were talking about the same three, and that's how I—that's where it was born. When I pulled them all together, and gave them the names that I gave them, um, and so, uh, and so I, I had a framework to kind of understand my own personal growth. 
Um, and I continue to have to always continue to try to balance the three dimensions. Like, for example, with my, my wife, I have to really work at being very, being more blue and listening. The other day, I was, I went to my mail thing again where I was trying to fix her. She had a problem and I'm going to fix it, right? I go into that mail thing. I take out my emotional wrench and she, and she told me, I just need you to listen. Oh, mm. oh yeah. Forgot. So, you know, I'm continually learning with, with everyone else. So you've uh, certainly to- adapted this model to, yeah, to your life. And, and I want to break it down a little bit more because a lot of people listening now, perhaps weren't listening back then. So um, whilst they can go back and listen to our episode, we will break it down here um, briefly for them as well. But just going back a little bit, what is like what is the difference between emotional intelligence and um, what's the other one? <laughs> IQ. IQ, okay, good question. Um, IQ was born out of, uh, I'm back I'm in the early part of the 20th century and they basically came up with two categories of IQ, uh, the kind of quantitative IQ analysis, numbers, and then the, the, the uh, verbal IQ, which has to do with memory and being able to construct ideas, okay. uh, understand things. And back about 20 or 30 years ago, the folks out of MIT up in New England uh, in America uh, they said, "Wait a minute! We're limiting ourselves. What other types of IQ, what other types of intelligence are there?" And they started playing around with different types of intelligence. For example, they had musical intelligence and spatial intelligence that athletes have. They came up with one called Streetwise. This is the that intuitive sense of how to work a system. And then another one they came up with was social intelligence and inter and personal intelligence which eventually they blended those two together to, to, uh, for, uh, and they designated it as uh, emotional intelligence. Right. And, and then at that point in time, it was in, the, it was in the university classroom and it wasn't anywhere else until Daniel Goldman came along uh, and he was a business slash science writer and he took that idea and brought it to the, the business world. And up until that point, the business world kind of turned their nose up to psychology. It was like they called it the soft stuff. Um, and then uh, he, he, he translated it to uh, leadership. And, uh, and ever since then, it's been part of how we think about leaders. Gotcha. We want leaders who are confident, leaders who take responsibility. That's the red or the power dimension. Uh, they're not afraid to make decisions, and yet they're very interpersonal. They're, they respect other people. That's the blue dimension, and they're measured, um, and they're they're very careful about. They control their feelings, and they know things. They have a, a kind of a wisdom, and the good leaders have all three of those. And then there's some leaders who are really out of balance. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names of presidents of um, countries between Canada and Mexico. Uh, who are are who are not emotionally intelligent? Um, so um, yeah. we we can look at we can look at leaders that we all know and see which ones were Mel, Nelson Mandela. Uh, I wrote a blog on him. Uh, he he was an example, I think, of a person who was very very had a high EQ or an EI, depending on how you say it. Okay. Um, so why, like for the for the the regular person out there um, listening to this. 
why would emotional intelligence be something that they want to uh, put their attention on and and try to develop and you know better understand themselves like why is it important to have this uh, emotional intelligence the, the the first part came to my mind was happiness there's something right. yeah. about having a sense of agency while 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 caring and loving and having healthy relationships with other people and being in self control that just makes us more happy we we feel more content when that gets out of whack we get angry which is the red one or we get depressed which is blue or we 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 as i call it we we uh, we go into our circuit breaker and we we pop a fuse um so i i think the first one is just general happiness the the second thing would be um effectiveness yeah. uh, when, when i do workshops i have everyone imagine sitting in their chairs i have them close their eyes and have them hit a ball like a tennis ball or a baseball or a golf ball and i say and imagine hitting the ball in its sweet spot and then i ask people to free associate and you hear things like power accuracy least amount of energy and that's what happens when we are functioning as emotionally intelligence we're 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 as effective as we're going to be when we're functioning in our in that emotionally intelligent space. So the second reason is is we just uh, we give it we we just function better. And the third reason we would we would have better relationships. Either we either improve the ones we have or we get rid of them and we pick better ones. Okay, so that makes sense. First, it popped in my head. So I guess those two, like, um, you know, if you have solid relationships, I mean, it's a fundamental human thing, belongingness, having good relationships in our lives. Um, that certainly flows through to the level of our happiness when your relationships are in good, solid order. That helps. Um, and then effectiveness too. Like if we are operating highly effectively, um, that certainly helps in a big way too. And I, I certainly notice, um, you know, the difference between when I'm operating effectively compared to when I'm not and how that affects yeah, yeah, my, exactly. my state of being, my health, you know, it, it sort of impacts on everything. Yep. So um, it makes a lot of sense and, and certainly um, has my my interest um, for that reason. So this going to your three dimensions of emotional intelligence, power, heart, knowing, just describe to us what is the power component? Sure. Power, I think the essence of the power component in its best, because each one of these dimensions can be positive or negative, but I'll, I'll just mention the positive ones. Um, it, 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 there's a phrase we use, agency. It, it, when a person has agency, it, it is, is, it's a sense that we can control our life, that we have some management over our life. We're not a victim, but that we can exercise um, effects. We, we can be effective in how we, we affect our life. Um, there, there have been studies, uh, in fact, um, Sopolov, uh, Sopolsky, Sopolsky out of um, Berkeley, he, he studied, primit he, he studied um, some primate troop. I'm not sure if they were orangutans or whatever they were. Um, and they, they, they did a study on the, the troops or the, uh, of, of uh, the primates. And the alpha males, there were alpha males, there were beta males, and then there were females. And the, which group do you think had the best uh, cardiovascular system? Uh, the the answer males. is the alpha males. Yeah. The alpha males, because the, the beta males and the females didn't feel like they had any control over what happened. They had higher blood pressure. They had higher cholesterol. They had more cortisol, the stress hormone. Mm. Uh, and it's interesting, and in one, the troop he was studying, 
the alpha males went out on a hunting expedition one time, ate bad meat and all died. And the troop became a socialistic uh, 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 tribe or whatever you call them group. And they all of a sudden, all their heart disease improved. Their, Their cholesterol went down, their blood pressure went down. And they all worked collaboratively. So it's it's that sense of agency, like we have some kind of control over our life. Um, if I need something from my partner, I have the ability to tell, in my case, her what I need, right? Uh, or if something's bothering me. Uh, so okay. that that's the es- that's the essence of the power dimension. When it goes out of whack, it becomes contr- as as one as Elias Porter says. Um, Weaknesses are overdone strengths. So overdone power is arrogance, being a bully, uh, dismissing people. Uh, so that's that's the negative aspect when we when we when it gets out of balance. So it's 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 associated with a growth mindset, um, not not holding on to any victim mentality, believing that um, your right. actions can actually lead to um, progress and development in your life. Yep. And it's also setting boundaries. That's a, that would be another one. Uh, where you can you can say no to your mother-in-law or your so when, mother when she when we talk um, about power sorry to interrupt I'm just um on a thought here about willpower what is your thoughts around you know willpower and, and this aspect of of the three dimensions model that you um that you promote it's funny that you mention that uh willpower is probably more about the yellow dimension the mindfulness or the knowing dimension and uh I'm uh, I'm uh, in a place where I'm trying to eat better um, because of heart disease in my, on my, in my family. And so, uh, so when, when I look at, uh, and I'm trying to stay away from eating too much uh, fatty meats. So I was at a dinner party the other day and I had these lovely, uh, at least it smelled good, uh, ribs. And my willpower was at that point, I had to go to my, that, that, part of my mind that has to do with uh, knowing and self-control to say it smells good right now but you your body's going to appreciate it if you eat the vegetables in the plate next to it so uh, that that comes from the the knowing part it's interesting because that the the knowing part the yellow is comes from the uh, the I don't know how much of your listening audience knows about the brain but it comes from the prefrontal cortex mm. um, which is the it's it's the part of the brain that sits on top of our limbic system, which is the emotional brain, and it basically, when it's working well, regulates our emotions, and it makes us make good decisions and have judgment and, if you may, willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, John Haidt has a great analogy. He uses the analogy of an elephant, and the elephant represents our limbic system, our our hunger, our sexual drive, our anger our sadness, all the emotion stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the little person sitting on the neck of the elephant is our prefrontal cortex. And when the uh, limbic system or the elephant is calm, we can move the elephant around and do all kinds of positive things. But if the elephant or the limbic system gets spooked or threatened, uh, all bets are off. It's hard to um, control. Yep. So willpower would be coming from the uh, knowing dimension. So with the um, the power dimension, as far as you know, believing having the, the 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 feeling or belief that you have control over your destiny, I guess. Um, yep. Does that relate to you know knowing that we have a choice? 
and and do we indeed have a choice? Uh, well, look, I, I I could choose to be an MBA uh, basketball or or a as we call it here soccer or as everyone else calls it football uh, professional football player, and I could choose to the cows come home. Yeah. I'm too old and I'm not and I'm not good enough. Right, so there's there's so I could choose to fly, but I, I I wouldn't be able to do it. So there's there's of course the knowing part of us has to know what's reasonably what we can do. Yeah. But I can tell my wife I I I I'd like to spend more time with her, or or I can tell my boss, uh, or 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 um, you know people who work for me what I expect of them. Uh, mm. So. Mm. Uh, and we all have these stories we carry around in our head about what we can and can't do. And those stories are um, basically unconscious, and they're, but they're very powerful. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so we, we, um, we want to um, transcend those to become more emotionally intelligent. Identify them first and then transcend them. Okay. okay. So let's um, go to the second dimension, heart. What is that all about? We, where um, the, the 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 power dimension is about uh, the I. It's about it's it's either first person singular or or first person plural. I or we. Uh, the it's divergent. It, it tends to make a distinction between us and them. Uh, whereas the the uh, heart dimension is about convergence. It's about we. It's about us. It's about belonging. Uh, it's about joining. So it's the part of us where we care about each other. It has to do with uh, all of the stuff we studied. We we are we are, you know, other than insects, we are probably the most social creature on earth, other than bees and ants. Um, we but we 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 live together and we evolve the capacity to kind of know what other people are thinking, theory of mind. We can put ourselves in somebody else's place. Yeah. Um, we work together. We're, we're here where we are, not because we're stronger than other animals. Uh, we're here because we learned how to hunt together and raise our, our children together. Uh, and so we, we work. It's the part of us that can work together and collaborate. And it's the part of us that gets up in the middle of the night to help our children when they're sick. And um, and okay. that kind of thing is it, it has to do with loving other people and caring about them. So empathy, compassion, um, relationships, social aspects of our our, yep. our yep. life, our well being. Yep. Yep. And the, yep. the final one that you touched on, knowing. Yeah, this is uh, like I mentioned. It's uh, it's it, the popular word these days is uh, mindfulness. It's that yeah. capacity that seems almost unique to us. Um, and that's the ability for us to be uh, step back and look at things objectively, uh, to know things. It's the it's the ability to control ourselves and to observe ourselves and observe others. Um, I like wisdom. It's very much like that would be one of the main d- d- ingredients of it. Um, and and the one you said before, willpower or self control as well. Uh, I may want to punch a policeman or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, take advantage of somebody and I don't do it because it's, it's, it makes us civilized if, if you may. Okay. Uh, 
So, so does and, and I assume that um, they all are interrelated because certainly for my uh, perspective here, looking at knowing and having that sense of mindfulness and awareness um, is certainly important to uh, you know understanding the heart and the power side of things too. Absolutely, we we work, and that's the whole thesis, right? My whole my whole idea is we work best when we work all three of those together in their in their positive form, uh, and you know sometimes you need one to predominate. For example, if I'm if I'm a lawyer and I'm negotiating a deal for my client, uh, I'm going to want to have that agency and that red to try to get the best deal I can, but it's going to fall apart. If I don't have self-control, yeah, uh, and it's going to fall apart if I don't use empathy to know where the other party is, or at times I may have to give up something to to get something. So that's where they how they work together. Okay. Uh, if you, so, and that's my favorite thing, <laughs> uh, or I'm, what I'm passionate about. And you know, I, I, obviously it's it's important to me personally, and, and but I also use it all the time hmm. uh, when working with uh, business clients, leaders, and then, and then uh, I, I, do, I do workshops to help people. Oh, by the way, um, people can go on my website for, and take an assessment for free um, uh, to see which, uh, where they are in their, their, the three dimensions, positive okay. and negative. And what's the website? So, uh, it's it's www dot power then hyphen heart hyphen mindfulness dot com. Good, I'll stick that link in the show notes. So guys, check out that um that uh, what do you call it test or um yeah yeah I call it the interpersonal triangle inventory. Okay, cool. So, so just um quickly um, before we wrap things up here. Uh, Sam, how do we like what's a what's a practice for each of these dimensions that perhaps we can start um, using, and perhaps there's a practice for all of them that we can start uh, sure. implementing in our life, so we can develop the power heart and uh, the power heart and the knowing. There's a there's a thing I call working the triangle, and it goes uh, ACT act. First is you have to acknowledge when we're out of balance and we're always out of balance. So we, it's very easy to get out of balance. And then the key then is once you know you're out of balance, you have to ask yourself, what, what dimension's missing? I call it the missing movement. Um, and then when you identify the missing movement, then you try to practice some of the positive aspects of that missing movement. Let, let me give you an example of a businessman um, that he he was uh, he he was very very uh, had very poor boundaries uh, with his staff. He was the owner, and but had very poor boundaries. And then he would get mad, so he would have a temper tantrum. So he was he was out of balance both in the blue dimension and the red dimension. So the one that was missing was the uh, the yellow dimension. So when I was coaching him, I was helping him learning some. Uh, to practice some yellow skills, mm. which would be stop and control yourself. Don't send the email out right away. Wait till the next day if it can wait. I, I, I helped him not to speak during partner meetings, but just to listen. And so he was practicing kind of a moving away blue thing, yellow, blue, green, if you may. 
Um, and when he started doing, whenever we practice the missing movement, we go, we go into balance. Uh, we, we will just naturally go into balance. Um, you know, with, with, okay. with um, so does that make sense? So for yeah. people to, to kind of figure out what, what's the missing movement here and, and then practice some of the, the positive aspects of that movement. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a, I have a thing called a relationship circle, which they also can get for free down on my website. And it's a really nice graphic of the positive aspects of each of them and the negative aspects. And people can even use it to say, okay, I need to, I be, I need to be more blue with my wife. What does that look like? What's it mean? Or more blue or yellow with my kids. And so I don't lose my patience so much. Yeah. Um, so that's at the same website, that, that um, template. Yes, that's all on the same website. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so that's the acknowledge and C and T. Yeah, the AC and then the T is is the try on the positive aspects of the missing movement. So first is acknowledge. A is acknowledge that you're out of balance. Uh, C is consider which movement is yep. missing the most, and T is try on some aspects of try that on. movement. Okay, that's a good little rule or formula. Mate, thank you for uh, coming back on the show. I'm going to stick all the links in the show notes. So, guys, um, check out uh, the website there and have a little bit more of a look if it's of interest. I've also um, got our previous conversation too, so I'll stick the link in the show notes if you want to listen to our full conversation. It was a great chat. Uh, went for, I think, a bit over an hour. Um, so you can check that out too. I'll stick the link in the show notes. Sam, um, thanks for coming on the show, mate. What are you working on at the moment? My My pleasure. Well, I, I'm actually working, I'm doing a lot of work in helping companies hire people who are emotionally intelligent. So okay. uh, that's a, a big thing I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm not writing any more books at this point because I don't want to get a divorce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I'll, I'll wait till I retire and then I'll write some books. So. It takes a bit of time, but, doesn't uh, it? it? takes up a bit of time. Oh, it takes a lot of time, yeah. I'm still so. working on getting one published that I've been working on getting it published this whole year. <laughs> so. Well, you, you, you have so many good thoughts in your head. It's just getting them out there is, is the challenge, isn't it? Challenge, yeah. yeah. Time. Takes the time. But, uh, mate, time. look, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Great round two. And, um, yeah, all the best going forward. Um, let's stay connected. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Guys, check it all out at thehiddenwire.com. I think it's episode 648. So, uh, yeah, check it out at thehiddenwire.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwire.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwireguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwire.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Wire. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes 
type in the hidden why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.